0: This call is now being recorded. (laughs) I think that was worse than our last one. Well, welcome in, everyone. Welcome one, welcome all to the Deep Ellum Demigod podcast. I'm your host, Trent Bradley, joined as always by my co-host, Michela Tinkich. Tink, how are you? Um, to be determined. <laughs> uh, I'm somewhere between you and Cole right now, I would say. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Well, you know, normally we wouldn't do two pods in one week because we did just come to you on Monday, and it's currently Thursday night. But we had a pretty eventful day today. And, you know, Tink, I just want to start by saying I feel like we might have had – I feel like we played a small role in this with our podcast from Monday about trades, how nothing had really happened in our league. We saw, like, a a mostert for a second-round pick trade, but that was kind of it. Um, And then just a few short days later, two blockbusters, one between me and Klein and the other between Klein and Bob. Um, first of all, I want to kind of get your takes on the whole day, but first, do you feel like our podcast had an impact on these deals i think I think definitely why else well maybe it's hard, it's hard to tell 'cause you send out the feelers Did you send out the feelers from Mahomes pre or post podcast uh I don't remember I think pre though I think then then maybe it was like a 50-50, you know, like that, because that seemed to start it all. But then the podcast maybe gave some ideas, like they didn't know where to start with. Yeah, that's fair. Well, we since we did a a two-and-a-half-hour podcast on Monday, we Mm -hmm. (laughs) we probably don't have too much extra content left in us. We're going to try to keep it a little bit shorter tonight, maybe just an hour or so. But, I definitely want to talk through um, just the trades that happened, and then I want to talk through kind of from each team's perspective, like the rationale behind the trades and and where that team stands now and kind of where that team is headed in the future. So, I'll start with the first trade that was processed today, which was the trade between me and Klein. Um, and you kind of alluded. So I'll kind of give the backstory on this. Um, because you did allude to it. But I did send out a few feelers uh, on Patrick Mahomes earlier in the week. I think I sent them out maybe on Monday. It might have been Tuesday, on one of those days. But um, I was just kind of looking at my roster, and I realized that um, if I wanted to upgrade at running back or wide receiver, I was going to have to part with either Mahomes or Kelsey. And I kind of realized that I would rather keep Kelsey at this point. I think he just gives me a little bit more of a competitive advantage of the position than someone like Mahomes does. And so I didn't really know what value was for Mahomes because I guess I got him from Dylan last year, um, but I I traded him Lamar. And so it was really a one-for-one quarterback deal. Um, And now, I mean, Mahomes obviously is, the best player in the NFL, best quarterback in the league, probably best quarterback in fantasy too, and is only 25 years old. And so I had no idea what the value was for him in our league. And so I sent out probably five or six texts to different people in the league. If you're listening to this, there's like a really high chance that you got a text from me about <laughs> what you would be willing to give up for Mahomes. And yeah, I feel like I got a really wide range of responses from people um, more so than when I send feelers about, like, a running back or a wide receiver, like, there were some people who were um, really interested and willing to give up, like, key running back or wide receiver pieces, and then some people were like, yeah, I'm not really interested. And so uh, all that led to Klein responded, and we kind of had a negotiation going over the last few days um, really centered around Patrick Mahomes for T. Higgins and Clyde edwards Flair. and I ended up throwing in uh, my second-round pick as well, which I guess is – I think it might be Alex' pick originally. Mine. Uh, I, who oh, I got that for most cert. That's right. So I did that. Yeah, but the, he had it for, for me somehow, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Basically flipped yeah. the second-round pick that I got um, for most cert and included it with Mahomes, and I got C.E.H. and T. Higgins. Um, I'm happy to give my rationale on it in a second, but Pink. Before I do that, I'd love to hear your thoughts Um, just on the trade in general. So, I mean, here's the thing. In a vacuum, I, th- I think I said this to you immediately after, but in a vacuum, this trade is not entirely unfair as, like, a Cole West would say it is, you know? Like, Mahomes, I mean, like, I think you were talking about it last year in the power rankings. Like, at some point, the top four or five teams, like, their running backs and their – their wide receivers kind of don't really set them apart from each other. They're all pretty good. That's how they got there. But then what separates you from there is like the QB tight end position. If you have one of the top three in those positions, you're like a step above. Um, however, for Klein, this makes no sense unless you had a deal for Rodgers in place. I understand keeping Watson because that could play. His value is tanked. But like, if you don't have a deal for Rodgers in place, why on earth are you getting – The herd QB, especially with the trade that came immediately after, because I'm thinking like, okay, he's trading Henry, he hurt our pod, he's selling, because like he doesn't have pieces to win now right now, and then but then he buys a win now piece for his two young guys, and then sells his other piece for picks, but I I'm very baffled at the two together. And even in the first one on Klein's side. But, I mean, that's my first reaction to that. Yeah. Well, okay, so that's fair. And it it is hard to kind of view these trades as separate because Klein did make both of them together. And so you can't really view them as, like, independent events. But you mentioned that getting Mahomes is a win-now move. I think I would push back on that a little bit because he's 25. I mean – is Mahomes going to be a top three fantasy QB in like six years? I kind of think so. You know, like I don't – unless barring injury or something like catastrophic or something that is like extremely unexpected from Mahomes, like him being 25 years old, I think that's a pretty decent piece to build around if you're looking to rebuild. Um, I I hear your point about Rodgers and Deshaun, and he also ended up – Trading for Tua, which I think is interesting. Also, I'm not yeah. sure if that was thrown in, or and we can get to that when we talk about the next trade. But um, I don't know if like having someone like Rogers would prevent me from getting Mahomes when Rogers is like 37, might retire? Question mark. I mean, probably he'll probably be a Packer this next year. But like, I don't know. In my opinion, I don't necessarily think that Mahomes is a win now move I don't know that's just my thought though yeah I mean maybe not win now but a a strange move when I wouldn't have really Mm -hmm. considered QB maybe a weakness or if you're like Yeah. yeah if you're planning I mean I would rather build around a 23 year old running back and like a 23 year old wide receiver than a 25 year old quarterback just in a in a nutshell I guess yeah, i so building that's, right. I'd rather have the two skill players. That is an that is a good point that you bring up. Of if Klein is wanting to rebuild, then wouldn't it make sense for him to hold on to Ceh and T Higgins? Um, I, I don't necessarily think that Mahomes is like win now, but it is interesting that if you're rebuilding, why would you get rid of those pieces? Um, but let's talk about those guys and kind of shift the focus to my team and know that we can talk about Klein here in a little bit when we talk about his trade with Bob too. Um, I think both guys come with risk and upside at the same time. I mean, as does every player in fantasy, but with Clyde Edwards player, you had, I don't know what percent of the work he got last year, but he didn't, he wasn't necessarily like a workhorse, like many expected him to be like, I know in redraft leagues last year, like after Damian Williams opted out, um, the hype got insane and he was going in like the late first round of most redraft leagues and had a decent year, but definitely didn't live up um, to those expectations. Um, So there is maybe a little bit of like, oh, like a post-hype breakout potential within there of everyone was on him last year. And it kind of seems like people are off him a little bit this year. Um, so that's kind of CEH's downside. And then with Higgins, it's it's pretty simply like he was good last year, but he's on an offense with Tyler Boyd, and they just drafted Jamar Chase, and Joe Burrow is coming off of an ACL injury, and they still don't really have an offensive line because they did draft Chase over Sewell in the first round. And so there's, like, definitely risk with, Higgins as well to where I'm not positive that he's going to be a top 24 wide receiver this year. Um, Now, granted, both of these guys are 23 years old and so it's not like they have to be amazing this year to hold value. Um, well those are kind of the risks that I'm seeing with them. Obviously I think both have upside and the fact that they're young gives them even more upside, but would love to hear kind of your thoughts on those two players specifically um And then if you want to kind of weave into, like, how that fits into my team and how I'm looking at my roster going forward, like, would love to hear your thoughts on that as well. Yeah, I mean, players specifically, I mean, I'm fine with Higgins. I think he's pretty much basically – I think of his trade as, like, Mahomes for CH and then a second for Higgins. And I think a 2.09 for Higgins is a very fair value. For, a very good value at least on your end uh, I think I think in, some, in most normal dynasty leagues he's probably like a late first at this point because of the chase question mark without chase he's probably going for a mid first honestly in some in, in like you know like the ADP for rookie draft comparisons you know or whatever Right, uh, so it has pretty darn good value. I mean, C H stock has fallen forever, but that's also because he was just way overvalued coming into last year, being the consensus 1.01, and then, you know, being a solid like I think he was 22, like points rank 22 and overall points, not by average. I mean, I don't really know what more you really want out of a running back. That's a rookie. I mean, maybe you want more if this is your first year in the league and you expect the 1.01 to be an RB1 every year. But his stock has definitely fallen. So I think you're buying low, but it's Mahomes. So I don't know. It's tough. I mean, the one need you had identified, I think we talked about on the podcast, was a clear RB2 right. Um, with, like, a path to a bulk of the carries. Like, Hunt's going to get carries. But, I mean, it's hard to confidently start Hunt when you have, like, people around the league starting, like, RB1s and their RB2, basically, if you're going to be a competitor. So I think that's really solid pickup. Um, interested to see where you go. Obviously, you have some trades to make. You already had an abundance of keepers. Now you have more to that equation. Yeah. I'm trying to look up where T. Higgins was last year. He was wide receiver 30 on total points. Um, yeah. But, I mean, that was without Burrow for, like, half the year. So, yeah, You games, too. Yeah, I mean, it It makes sense for your side at Um I was shocked to see that that much interest was in the homes. So I just kind of assumed that because I don't value QBs in a 1QB very much that everyone didn't, but the last – our league fooled at me yet again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. Well, so sticking with Hilaire and, and Higgins first um, – I'm obviously high on both of those guys, like specifically it, it wasn't necessarily like me just targeting rather than people on Klein's team. Like especially CEH is someone that I've probably inquired about like three or four times since the end of last season. And I think finally I, we kind of had the idea of giving up Mahomes and that was enough to get it done eventually. But I do really like Clyde this year. I think he's going to be a great RB2 with RB1 upside on – I mean, a really good offense, and I don't really see too much competition for him in the Chiefs' backfield. Where, I mean, it, it feels like every top running back has like someone that's there either getting the passing down work, or I don't know, the goal line work, or something. But like Clyde edwards players is being backed up by Daryl Williams and Jarek McKinnon <laughs> right now, yeah. and. Yeah, I mean, all the projections that I'm seeing, like Mike Clay, who does the ESPN projections, like, he has Daryl Williams projected for 77 carries over 17 games. And so, like, it's really just going to be CEH. And I know that they throw a lot, and they throw a lot in the red zone. But, um yeah, I, I don't know. I just think CEH is a really interesting piece to add to my team. And just like you said, like, I've been kind of missing an RB2 on my roster with, I don't know, Hunt and Edmonds and Robinson and Dylan like all kind of maybe could fill that role in a pinch, but um, I definitely do feel more secure in my running back situation. Um, But then Higgins is just a guy who, I mean, at this point, he's my wide receiver four with Tyreek and Amari Cooper and Julio Jones, who I'm I'm pretty high on all three of those this year. Um, And so, just adding in a little bit of youth where, you know, maybe I don't have to play Higgins in week one or even at all, except during bye weeks and with injuries. I think he's just going to be a good piece to have and an asset that is probably going to appreciate and value as the year goes on. Um, and especially with having a little bit older receivers and like Julio Jones, like I, I see him as a good um, kind of next man up to be my wide receiver three after Julio um, if he struggles with injuries this year, or if he ends up taking a back seat with age, or if the Titans don't throw as much as we want them to, like, I don't know. I, I could see that working out well for my team. Um, I agree with you. I do have a few more moves to make if anyone is listening to this. Um, I, on, I mean, I even sent out a few texts tonight, just kind of seeing, throwing out a few feelers, seeing where people are at. But I do have 11 keepers now that I'm interested in, and that's not even including. Naheem Hines and Antonio Brown, that would be 13. And I honestly like both of those guys and think they deserve to be kept by someone. I probably won't have room for them, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I know it's just July 1st right now, and I do have some time to, to kind of figure out what I'm going to do. Um, but yeah, I'm probably not done yet. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to... Bob and Klein's trade, and I'm going to scroll up because I do not remember. <laughs> me either. I haven't pulled up Yeah, there's a lot more that was involved that <laughs> than I thought would be. So Bob is receiving Derek Henry um, a late second, the 2.10, um, a 2022 first. My it's my pick, um, and then $40 in waiver money. And Klein is receiving the 106, the 107, and Tua Tagovailoa. So, Tank, give me your thoughts on this trade um, and how if Bob is kind of going all in. That's, like, my biggest reaction from this is that Bob, he has a pretty young team with – I know we talked about it on the pod, how he is in kind of a weird place where he's got those young running backs and all those first-round picks. It's like, is he going to go all in, or is he going to – um kind of retool and trade away his older guys and try to go all in in two to three years from now. Um, trading those two picks for someone like Derrick Henry kind of indicates that he's going all in. Uh, what are your thoughts on this trade? It's, it's I mean, yes, in a way, I guess. He's kind of doing something like I would do, which is hedging, like getting rid of the less valuable picks, holding onto the thing he holds dearest, you know, like the 1.01. But still – Acquiring a piece and saving for the future. So he gets that 2022 first in there. He'll have at least two first rounders for the third year in a row, assuming so he holds on to that. Um, and he'll still have, well, I guess not anymore, uh, cause he just sold two of these three, but I mean, he puts, he puts Maggie or Chase in there and he gets Henry. I think the biggest piece is like, who is he, who is his 10th keeper now? And does that, I think that means he's losing Hollywood or, Zach Moss, both of whom you could argue are a first. Um, I'd be interested to see. I think you can keep all of them, them now. Like, can you keep all of them? For some reason, I thought he yeah. couldn't keep all of them now. Um, no, yeah. keep the three running backs, Akers, Henry, and Swift, and then the four wide receivers, Evans, Cook, Schuster, and Claypool, and then Tom Brady is eight, and then Moss and Hollywood would be nine, ten, and then Gronk and Hurts are 11 12. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if I'm, if I'm Klein, I ask for, I ask for Zach Moss instead of Tua. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in a, I think this trade is fine for both, I think it makes sense for both sides. If you take out that, that C.E.H. Higgins deal for Klein, I think it makes a lot of sense to get two first rounders here, um, and build for basically to be back next year. You know, You, you can, you can take, Like, you can hope that one of the three big running backs in this draft gets to 1.06, take him there, or you can hope Pitts falls there, and then you can take Waddle or Smith or whatever at 1.07. and feel pretty decent about going into next year, I feel like, with C.E.H., that running back, and then Higgins and that wide receiver, or Pitt. Yeah. But... Um, I don't know. I I mean, the year first in 2022 doesn't really do anything for me. It's going to be a late one, most likely. Um, the 2.010, 2.10 is fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, it makes sense for, for Bob, for sure. I'm excited to see Bob actually do something that doesn't just extend his, his window, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, I think, um, (laughs) because, I mean, like I said before, we mentioned in the last pod that Bob has a team that is kind of stuck between wanting to contend and go all in versus wanting to rebuild. Um, And now, and you were like on the last pod, you said like, oh, well, really the only guys that he has that – are like all in pieces are the Buccaneers players that Evans, Brady, Gronk, et cetera. And now he added another one. <laughs> he added Henry, yeah. Um who like, I don't know, like in, in two years, in three years, what is Derrick Henry? Like definitely not what he is now. And so or at least in my opinion. And so it'll be interesting to where he's adding the 1.01. I'm not sure. I mean, so at this point, if you're Bob, you have three options. You can take – and well, I'll I'll say three options. You can take Harris, you can take Chase, or you could trade it for another piece that can help you win now. If you're Bob with this roster, what do you think you do? Man, you could almost make the argument that Bob could trade back if someone had like a 1.05. And like the one, yeah. like 2.01 or something. You can make the argument he trades back, takes his fifth favorite player, and then takes one of the, one of the, whatever rookie quarterback that he likes the most. <laughs> and then rides with them. If, if if pre- if Trevor Lawrence makes it. Yeah, but Brady's not going to be around.
1: And he well, just
0: Tua. Well, yeah, for this year. Yeah. But I'm saying like, does, does, Chase or Navy push him over the top for this year. I kind of see Chase like not being the go-to target out of the gate. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't think Navy's prime for success. So I, but I do think I would go, I had an opportunity in another league to go Chase at the 1.01 and I went Chase because I think he's the better prospect. Um, but so I think Bob, if I'm Bob, I'm taking one, I'm taking Chase. But, what about him trading the one point oh one to either Cole or Chris? Cole, I think Jay-Z. I would trade. I would think I would trade the one point oh one and like Juju. And That's for... what I, One the 1.01 and Juju, or the one one, 1.01 and Claypool for like even wow. Hollywood, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and then his team for this next year is Tom Brady, and then he has a four headed monster of Camara, Derek Henry, Cam Akers, and DeAndre Swift. And he still has Evans, Cooks, and whatever receiver he didn't trade, probably Juju or Claypool in the two. Um, yeah. And then I mean, two I mean, first, I mean, first the next year. So, I mean, is that that roster might be like the best in the league? I think, yeah. So, that's, I think that's what I'd be looking to do. Would be, <laughs> still, yeah. And honestly, I think that's what he's going to do. I don't think that's my. I I'm I'm marking that down as my prediction. I think Bob trades the one point oh one before the draft to someone. Yeah. I mean do we think do we think Klein is like punting the season right now? Or is he still thinking he can compete? I do not know. The pro we were talking for next year. Well, yeah. Well that's <laughs> right. We were talking about this earlier of how many people look to be kind of angling to punts the season to where, I mean, Jones is definitely, like, not going to try to win this year, in my opinion. Maybe he does. Mm-hmm. But off of the offers that I've seen him make other people and just things that I've heard, I feel like Jones doesn't really have an interest in competing. it? not too sure. I think mean, he's still figuring out his strategy. I think it will probably be who of him – to do the same thing and kind of tank. Chris, if he trades Kamara, I think he's kind of in the same boat too, to where he has his future picks. Maybe he wants to quote unquote tank as well. And then maybe Cole too. Like if he trades Adams and Hopkins, like I know he's kind of been rumored to, or at least we're rumoring him to um, if he does that. And then Klein, too. (laughs) Klein decides to kind of retool for this year, not really try to win. That's five teams that don't really have, like, playoff aspirations. And maybe, I mean, at that point, it's like, does it really make sense for five teams to tank at the same time? Because you could tank. Like, if you're one of those five teams, you could tank and end up with the number five pick, which why are you tanking? Like, Six yeah. teams make a playoff. Like, <laughs> are we really only going to have seven people trying to make a playoff run? Like, I don't know. At yeah, some it's point. also like, wild because. Really? Yeah, it's also wild because Klein and Cole don't have their firsts. Yeah, you have, have they the can't most, Yeah, they can't control their own destiny mm-hmm. to like get that. So like, there's almost no incentive. But right. also, you're like they should be younger too, though, because they can't. Exactly. I mean, so they don't even like they either need to be, be trading for picks, picks like the, this year, yeah. or or I don't even or like going because like Jones, Polis, they're not going to give up 2022 first for anything, and those okay. are the first you want. And then I'm probably not going to give Klein or Cold their first back because I know they're not going to be good. Yeah. So then it's like, what's Polis' wild card? Cole is the wild card to yeah. me. Be- I mean, his roster right now is like it's not bad like by any means. Like you've got Adams and Hopkins and Lockett and he doesn't have an RB2 still, but like DeMonts as running back one is like not where you want to be necessarily, but like he could make the playoffs for sure. But if he decides he wants to, like he has an interesting decision because he could either try to retool and get younger or like, I don't know, he's not competing. He doesn't have to be better than that many people to make playoffs, I don't think, given how many teams are just trying to retool for the future. So, And yeah. I think we can make the same argument with Chris. I know we try to make Chris a seller <laughs> in every podcast that we do for content, I guess. I don't know. But, like, Camara and Mixon and A.J. Brown and Sutton and Logan Thomas and, like, Tannehill, <laughs> it's like, not a bad roster. Like, that, that can yeah. easily make It's just do these teams want to – because what you don't want to be is is in between, like in my opinion, especially Mm -hmm. if you have players that are aging like Cole does. Um, Chris, not as much because his players are a little bit younger. But anyway, sorry, we're getting a little bit off topic. Yeah. Sticking to the team, I know we just went over all of this. But let's move to Klein, um, who made multiple moves today. Just kind of in totality, let's look at what he gave away. He gave away Derrick Henry and Clyde edwards Flair and T. Higgins and, like, a second-round pick, a future first, and 40 waiver dollars. So basically, he just gave up, basically. Henry, Hillair, Higgins, and a few picks that probably won't result in superstars. And in return, he got Patrick Mahomes the number six pick this year, the number seven pick this year, and Tua. He now has four quarterbacks on his roster. He can only keep 10 players, but honestly, it might make sense for him to keep all four, given what his roster looks like right now. Um, he still has Chris Carson and Adam Thielen on his roster. still has Dallas Goddard, Will Fuller, uh Jamal Williams is an asset to Devontae Parker. What, what is Klein doing, and where is this roster going? I mean, I have no idea what he's doing. Um, I mean, this is a guy who once – I think he's. this is like the third time he's rostered four to five QBs. I remember him having a ton of the rookies during our startup draft. draft. Mm. Um, but, I mean, I just don't see – in, in best case scenario, the 1.06 has a CH in his second year type season, right? Or even a CH like in his first, season. like that a solid RB2, getting around 10 to 15 points a game. You know, that's what you're probably hoping out of maybe a Javonte Williams if he even gets that far. Um, I mean, the 1.07, you're probably hoping they have a T Higgins type season at the wide receiver 30, which probably would have been better had, you know, Burrow not been hurt. So it's hard for me to imagine like a Waddle or Devonta Smith being better than a wide receiver two. And it's hard for me to picture Javante Williams as better than an RB two. So it's hard for me to like really justify if that was the plan. Like if, if one of those deals doesn't go through without the other, it doesn't make a ton of sense Um, to me. And also, I feel like just looking at what he gave up, those three players plus a second plus a 2022 first, I feel like I'm wanting a little bit more than the return I'm looking at here. But, yeah, that's just me, given his situation, at least. I think there's a world where both of these trades are pretty fair. It's just given his situation, it's kind of tough. Right. Yeah, I mean – it's tough because it's hard to evaluate this roster right now because I know that there are more moves coming. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know exactly what they are, but Klein I don't think is going to go into this year with four quarterbacks. I would be shocked if he even had yeah. more than two. Um, my worry is that I don't know who is going to take those quarterbacks. Because um, you, especially you if you follow have- Bob's logic, That they'll just get dropped, and then we can spend our first-round picks on them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I need a quarterback. Um, DeWillis probably could use a a stud quarterback for this season. I know he has Burrow. Um, And then maybe Bob would want to upgrade over Brady, and then, like, Josh maybe. But there's a lot of guys available is the thing. It's like Klein is selling – Deshaun Rogers, Jones is selling Josh Allen, Pulitz might be selling Dak, like, (laughs) there's, like, enough quarterbacks available to where, like, I don't know if you're going to get that hefty of a return, especially when there's going to be a lot of, like, pretty decent quarterbacks that are going to be dropped into the draft, where you could send, like, a third-round pick and grab one. Um, Not, like, a great one, but, like, someone like Stafford, like, I, I don't really see him going before like the third round if that. Um, and so I don't know. I, I don't know how much of a market there is for this position that client has a lot of. Cause it's not like him, it's not like he's cornered the market to where like everyone is coming to him for his quarterbacks. I don't think. Um, and maybe people are and I'll be proven wrong. and He'll get like a big haul for those guys. Um, I, I mean, Mahomes is, is great as like a return, just in general. Like that is a cornerstone, like star lock-in quarterback. You like don't have to worry about it for the next like 10 years if you're Klein. So like that is good. He locked that up. Him selling Henry, good. Um, him selling the other two guys kind of depends on his timeline. Like maybe we've kind of expressed a little bit of doubt over, um, selling them at this age, but he does obviously have a plan in my discussions with him. I don't know he has those two first-round picks. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think there's more to come from Klein, and so I don't think we need to do, like, a full – I don't think we need to, like, finalize our judgment on this roster yet. Um, but it will be very interesting to see where he goes from here, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I I don't, I don't hate either trade. I just don't understand them yet. So I I think I agree with more to come. It could give us a clearer picture. Yeah. Okay. So I guess my last question is going into this season, this upcoming season, um, two of, I don't want to try to say this without like coming across as like douchey, but like, Two of the better teams in the league in me and Bob made deals today to like help strengthen our teams in, into 2022. And so really quickly, I would love to hear your like top six teams in order, kind of like taking into account draft picks too. I so, know Bob has the 101 and Alec has the 102 and I have DeWillis is something up there as well. for, I think. Um, who are your top six teams in order? Now that these fields today have gone down. Um, I'm gonna not give you the honor of being number one. I'm I gonna say, read. I'm gonna say Jay Wood number one. F-wow. Okay, That's not what I expected. Jay Wood's number one. You're number two. You, you have a hard-on for running back. Running back. <laughs> yes. Do you understand? Do you remember 2019 as well as I do when McCaffrey was the RV one by like 150 points or some nonsense?
1: That is ridiculous.
0: What, what, what running back range do you think Saquon should be right now? I have uh, like He should three. be behind Cook. Should be number there's three. Like, there's probably five other guys that are there having Saquon for 2022, yeah. I think. We know it's one good. is not Taylor. One probably isn't Chubb. <laughs> Just <name laughs> <them>. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not Taylor. <laughs> I can't, no, I cannot I think, think there's five you'd rather have over Saquon. I think there is. I think I would rather have CMC. I'd rather have Cook. I'd rather have Tamara. I'd rather have Zeke. And, me. and then I'd probably I rather, rather have Zeke. You wouldn't rather have Zeke than Saquon? The Cowboys no. offense is going to be so good. They're going to score so many touchdowns. and Zeke's going to be behind four in four. every game. The Cowboys have such a better off O-line, too. I'm and, going – I want Saquon. He's an ACL injury, too. He, Saquon gets to play the Cowboys' defense. Okay. Maybe this is a $1 bet that we need to make between the I'm down. All right, let's do it. So basically, okay. he's five or six on the year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but sure. Yes. Yeah. Agreed, but it's not like I feel like we've been talking about Josh's running backs for so long, like as he him having the number one. The but number he also two. has A. Rod, right. who's, who's a consensus wide receiver one. DJ Moore, yeah. who's sneaky, okay. always okay, a wide receiver two or one. Not wide receiver one, a wider like a top twelve. I'm not consensus he, though. He's done a like three years, and I have them in my top twelve. That's crazy if you don't. Um all right. Anyway, I mean, okay, so Mike, Clay, is number one. I have the projections up right now. Mike Clay has a number fourteen. It's like when you go to draft on ESPN if you got like a mock draft. Who's roster. number who's number thirteen? Um Robert Woods. Okay. What? <laughs> I want a Robert Robert Woods. Uh <laughs> All right. My number 12 is well, sure Cooper, who should be higher. He should be, like, number six, I think. This is a conversation for another podcast. But, yeah. And All then, right. Jay, what is my now, number one? He now is number 11. So, do you have anything bad for hey, you? Yes. He should also be higher. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, okay. Anyway, my only point with Josh is that we've, we're used to saying he has the number one and the number two running backs. That's not the case this year. I think he has the number one and, like, the number five, which is – a, a big difference, I think. But you putting him number one, totally fine. You want to get a shock reaction? Uh, yeah, I truly believe it. <laughs> I know you do. You also have a hard on for Alan Robinson. You love Alan. you it's always have. Good. You have, you, you used you, to have you, a hard on for DJ Moore. I don't he, understand. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton and He's Justin He's literally better than Nick Foles and whoever else was before that. Trubisky. Yeah, but. Do we want? Anyway. Do we want to look up where Allen Robinson finished last year? Allen Robinson no. a wide receiver twelve with Trubisky and Nick Foles as his quarterback. That is ridiculous. I don't know if like it's going to be a massive upgrade this year. He doesn't need one. He would, if it's if it's if it's neutral, he's the same. Yeah, he's probably going to lose some passing down work to pull in. Yeah, I'm not that scared of Cohen. But, all right, anyway, Jay Wood is my number one. That is is my belief. Okay, okay. That'll change before the season starts, in my opinion. But on the record right now. Also, he has Gaskin as his RB3. That's different from Josh. Josh does not usually enter the season with an RB3 at all. (laughs) Who's his RB3? Jarvis Landry. I'm not even arguing for myself. I think I would put Josh, like, four. I think Jay was number one. I think you were number two. I think Bob okay. is number three. Okay. Wow. I, I put, I put Bob um. and DeWillis as the same. I could see either way. Right now, I think I like Bob's running backs more. And that is oh, why oh, it happened that's there. Um, hey, I can't believe you think Josh is better than Bob and DeWillis. I just do. CMC and Saquon healthy are, Literally 55 points, like, each week. It's ridiculous. Bobby's going to have Henry, Akers, Swift, and Meiji, probably. I mean, I'm not that high on Swift this year. This year? In the future, know. yes. I'm so not super RB4. high on 50 RB Also, Josh doesn't have – you just, like, forget about quarterback and tight end. <laughs> Always. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I trust Josh I to find it. I trust Josh to figure it out. He's going to do it. He'll be fine, Joe. He'll get Gizeki for a seventh from me, and then Gusecki will be a top six tight end. He'll be fine. That's just what he does. So you've got Josh, me, Bob, Duelist. Next up, I'm surprised you didn't put yourself at four, by the way. So yeah, it's just, I. You it's because I don't love my team yet. I'm looking to make a deal. That's but fair. not, not – for Robert, Robert Woods. Woods, I, mean, Robert I need Woods? to get that. I need to get that all on the record. I'm not, after right. reviewing the price, after reviewing the price on Robert Woods, I am still not interested. <laughs> Joe came with the receipts today. He, he literally was like, he had one receipt. <laughs> he, said, he like quoted you, and you're like, I never said that. <laughs> in, in like two minutes. You sent a screenshot of you saying that exact thing. <laughs> I literally searched for that phrase on my phone and nothing came <laughs> up, and I felt so good. I was like, oh, thank God. I never said this. You just made that up. And then I just got a screenshot. Of uh-huh. head, oh, why did I say that? Uh, okay, um, so, sorry. So, five, is it you or is it Alec or is it Dylan? Um, I, I'll put me over Alec, and then okay. I'll say it. Alec is in the playoff team. Dylan what? over Alec. <laughs> what? Okay. Keep in mind, I'm not look, looking at these rosters. I mean, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, you've got, this is your top, I won't make you go all the way to 12, but you've got number one. I'll do it. <laughs> okay, we won't go all the way to 12 then. So, you've got number, so just to recap, you've got Josh, me, Bob, Willis, you, Dylan, at six, seven, I'm mm-hmm. guessing you're going, Alex? Yes. Okay, eight. I'm going to say it's probably either Klein, Cole, or Chris. Chris. Yeah, okay. Chris. Okay, then nine. Nine's Cole. Yeah, Klein like, can't field a roster right now. I reserve okay. the right to change that if Cole sells his big two. But at the moment, I, Cole would be might nine. Go, Klein might be 12 for me. Sorry, I'll let you finish. <laughs> his RB2 is Jamal Williams right now. I would... Yeah, that's true. I mean, Polis I mean, like does sneakily have like Dak, Melvin Gordon, yeah. Dobbins, OBJ, and Gallup. Like you could argue that's yeah. better than Klein. Yeah, I think you could argue that Jones is I, well. There is no world where like... you can make that argument. <laughs> I refuse to make that argument. Jones's RB two is freaking Josh Kelly. Okay, all right, that's fine. I won't fight you on it. So, are you putting Klein or Granite? Uh, I'll put I'll put I'll put Grant at ten. Grant I've offered yeah. the farm at literally anyone on Grant's team, and he oh. says no. So he's got to be trying to win this. Year. I don't understand. <laughs> so it has, it has to be going offers. True. One of the two. No, I'm sending like four firsts for <laughs> someone who is not warranted he is not doing it. So he's got to be trying to win. It's impossible for him to be tanking. I think I'm out. Uh, I'm complete route. I think I'm out. I I don't know. Here's the thing. In a redraft, I'm in on it, JK, just because he's going like three rounds after like the Swift Acres types. Oh, no, I'm the opposite. I think I'm out specifically in a redraft. Interesting. I don't know. What what percent of the Ravens carries is he going to get? Like, not that many. I mean, I'm not in on Dobbins either. That's why Polish should take the deal I sent him today. I don't understand what he's saying. I, I don't know why you're trying to trade for him. Is the thing. I'm trying to like warn you against it. Because I love running back. Especially <laughs> if you're are 22 to like 23 years. Year. Lamar's going to take like 25% of the rushes, at least. Well, maybe not at least. That's probably about what he's going to have. About 25% of carries. And then Guthbus, they gave him a, a decently like expensive it's contract. So, Two like, years, 10 mil. Yeah, I don't have Gus, but he's my keeper. More than, like, a lot of guys got. Even, like, guys like Kenny and Drake are, like, fighting for that and James Conner. And they just, like, gave it to Gus. Like, they're going to use Gus a a decent amount.
1: Yeah, he usually gets the
0: goal line carries, too. Which, like, in a a bye week, like, I'd take that. Yeah. I I don't know. Honestly, you're not going to listen to this, but you should have taken the deal today. (laughs) I'm not – I rescind my offer. Sorry. (laughs) Well, I'm glad I was able to talk, at least make you feel better about him rejecting it. <laughs> you had, sorry, you have Grant at 10, Klein at 11, Jones at 12, final answer. Yes, final okay. answer. Okay. okay. What so are, I'll get my, my quick power rankings because I actually have rosters pulled up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so number one. Damn. I mean, I have to put myself, I think. Even if it's just even if it's just for the bit. But I do think I I kinda believe it now. I think my biggest weakness was running back too, obviously. Builds it in nicely. Don't have a quarterback. Don't need one. <laughs> I'll figure it out as the season goes. Um number two. I think I'm gonna go DeWillis. I think. Well No, I'm gonna go Bob. Yeah. Bob's Bob's running backs have the potential to be, like, (laughs) so freaking good. I don't know. Like, whatever he does at 101, if he trades it for Devontae, if he trades it for Kamara, or if he takes Chase or Paris, like, regardless, like, that roster is going to be so good. Um, He's two. I think Dueless is three. Um, Josh is definitely four. But I do agree that all four – of the top four kind of can be interchangeable. And depending on the draft, it'll be interesting to see, like, who everyone adds. Because, like, DeWillis is a top four pick. Like, he's probably going to take a running back. Like, if he adds Javante to his team, like, that doesn't, like, make him a great team. But, like, that's depth that he doesn't have right now. So let am going to say DeWillis. Yeah, DeWillis yeah, De three, Josh four. Five. I think I'm going to go Alec. I think I, I was pretty low on Alec at, at the beginning of even the off season. Kind of come around on it um, to where now I'm like wondering if I should have even put him at like four or three. It seems <laughs> pretty dang good. I mean, you've got Cook and Diggs and Waller. Those are all going to be top five at their position. At least that's what they're projected for. Um, Add in, like, his RB2 is Jacobs, running, wide receiver 2 is Cup. And then you've got Mostert and Galladay. Like, that's three running backs and three wide receivers that are, like, solid. Plus Russell Wilson. Plus Darren Waller is his tight end. Plus he has the number two pick. So he's adding either Najee or Chase. I think he needs like a- Harris more mm-hmm. than Chase. Uh, yeah, but it's not his choice. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know, but he should just, agree, he doesn't yeah, get it, he, he should trade back or something. How would you going to so, the top two picks are going to Bob and Alex, who are, like, two of the better teams in the league? So our right? lottery is broken. We literally <laughs> step back. We <laughs> step back Bullets and Jonesy, like, forever. But that's okay because they both actively tank, so this is their punishment. <laughs> I mean, they don't have their first round picks. Well, I guess Grant has his, but Jones doesn't have his like, anyway. His yeah, he deserves even less for actively part. tanking without having his first or second round pick. No. So we talk about how it was for Austin Hooper too. That was a thing, right? Oh yeah, he was tied in one at the time. Yeah, I mean, oh, well, I was about to say it wasn't bad at the time. No, it, it probably was bad at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned this to you earlier. I just feel like our group as like a whole has gotten so much smarter <laughs> over the last like two years. Where right now, like we were all we were all idiots back then. Like I don't think anyone knew what they were doing, and now we all kind of have yeah. a better idea. Like if any of us had actually had like dynasty experience, they would have absolutely wrecked the league in the first two years. But like thankfully we were all idiots at the same time. So here we are. Well yeah. still fairly even. But okay. So that was my number five, five, I guess. But I I kind of have regrets. Um number six is Dylan, pretty squarely. I think he is pretty easily like I think there's the top five. Oh, I forgot about you too. I think there's the top yeah, five okay. where I think it's Dylan. But I think there's, like, a a gap between the top five and then you and Dylan. But I think there's another gap between you guys and, like, the rest of the league. So let me think really fast between you guys. Um, I think I go Dylan. I mean, mainly because I'm – well, sorry. Mainly, I (laughs) I just told you how high I I am on Zeke. And you know how low I am on Taylor. Those are both your best players. He's got – DK and Terry at wide receiver. You have Keenan and Deontay. Tight end is pretty much even, but yeah, tight end slight edge to you. Quarterback slight edge to Dylan, but and I would say depth is an edge to you. But I think I'm going to take Dylan barely. So that would be a pretty, that's a fun playoff battle. Not necessarily that it's going to be between you two, but like those seven teams: me, Alec, you, DeWillis, Dylan. Bob. Who's Dylan's no. secondary rival now? It's got to be better think, than whoever mine is. I don't think they exist anymore. It's just no. They did. Cole, cool. the, Cole sent the list. Well, not secondary rival, but, like, who he has to... The second team he has to play twice. That's whoever he plays in week one, whoever he was closest to in standings. I don't remember who Cause it was. Because mine, so. mine is Klein. So if four plays <laughs> three... Okay, here <laughs> I love it. So he Klein. would play... Bob. Yes, he Alec. has to play Bob twice and Alec twice. Yeah. No, Dylan's rival is Jones. Why am I looking at – well, that's well, he has to play Jones twice. Uh-huh. Right, is Jones his primary rival, not Alec? I Dylan, think Jones, Jones and Dylan were secondary. Not. Apparently, Alec was Clynes. Is that right? You're reading us all wrong. No, I'm not. It's, it's whoever you play in week six is your primary rival. That's why I play you. How did, Alex, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, I, I agree. We, <laughs> did we just find the error <laughs> in the schedule on the podcast? I thought Dylan there's Al- no way. There's no way the Murray Bowl wasn't meant to be up there twice. Let me look on our uh, standings last year. Because when did we play? When was rivalry week last year? I don't know. Whenever the Bills played the Chiefs. do you think that that is helpful for me right now in this moment? (laughs) I think it's, like, week six. Okay. Oh, here we go. Is that right? Okay. I'm on our schedule. Yeah, so we played in week six, and Alex played Bob. That can't be right. When was actual rivalry week? I think that was just, like, a random. I think that's week week (laughs) 12 or something. No, it's week 13. Yeah, yeah Alec was supposed to be playing Dylan. That's All what right. it was. We gotta get that. We gotta get that changed. That can't be. Should built- Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> glad that we. I'm glad that we discovered that. Do you think they just like? Do you think Alec and Dylan noticed and they just didn't say anything? You gotta think yes. You gotta think so too. Alec is way too like critical of a thinker to have not noticed that, but he's just <laughs> devious enough to not say anything. <laughs> Maybe we just don't tell anyone and we just see if anyone listens. Like, we'll see if Cole listens to the podcast. He probably will. Yeah. I mean, he's going to want he's either going to, I mean, he's going to want the two worst teams playing each other to make it harder to tank. So. Okay, so I'm, I'm at seven in the rankings. I put you at seven, so I have you slightly missing the playoffs, which is kind of funny. Um, at eight, I'm going to put uh, Yeah, it's gotta be Chris, I think. Yeah. Um every year we say Chris has a good team and then Chris starts off like 0 and six with like the most second most points for how did that happen? Actually, no, I think I'm gonna put Cole at eight, as currently constructed. I think I think by season start I think Cole is gonna kinda sell off a little bit more for pieces. But I mean Devontae and Pop is Pretty good, plus Herbert, Demont, and Lockett. Like, I think that's probably better than what Chris can offer. Maybe it's not. <laughs> I, don't yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> There's not much writing on this. I will find July 1st fiction. <laughs> uh Yeah, I'm going to go Cole, 8, and Chris, 9, and then 10. I'm going to do Pullets. I think we're going to have the same last three. I'm going to go pullets Klein, Jones. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel pretty confident about that. It'll be really interesting to see what people how tanking is treated this year, because I guess I guess it's your well, we did max possible points, right? For tanking, you 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 truly cannot tank by like losing a matchup. You you can only (laughs) tank by selling your players. Yeah, you might as well try to win. Your record if you don't no have your pick, you may as well order. just try to win. Yeah. Well, you're, but regardless, your record has no impact on your draft order, right? Correct. Hmm. So I guess people won't be trying to lose, which is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> this fascinating race towards the bottom, though, for sure. It'll probably just come down to injuries, right? If you guys have to field a full roster, that's going to be a thing, right? Yeah. You, well, it doesn't matter. Max potential points, it just factors in if you had started the full roster. Okay. Okay, last thing, last segment of the night, and then we'll call it night because it's been about an hour. Um, We're going to do trade. I'm going to have you give trade grades for each team, but we're going to go on trade grades. So you'll have to give, and this is on like A, A A plus, B, B minus, et cetera. We're talking like just vacuum? Are we factoring in the teams? um, No, you're factoring in the teams. Um, okay, But you're also – well, for Klein, I'll, I'll kind of leave it up to you on, like, if you're going <laughs> to consider both I, – I want you to give separate grades for both trades, given, like, kind of what we know about the roster now, sort of. So the gotcha. first one is me and Klein. I gave Mahomes and a second-round pick for T. Higgins and Clyde Edwards-Flair. What grade do you give me? I give you – a solid B. Hmm. Thank you. I feel like you normally give me like Ds or Fs on my trades because you think I always overpay. Well, well, yes, but also, <laughs> I mean, you, it kind of depends. You either win by a mile on its face or you lose, in my head, by a mile on its face. But this one this one it, me this one, it piece kind piece of just feels like you gave a value and you got value. So it's like, alright, be yeah. Do you think sorry, I, not to bring this back to roster discussion. Do you think this makes my team better or worse this next year? Um I think honestly worse. Yeah. For now. I but of, I think so. it expen- I think it helps extend your window. And you can buy low and then sell high later because I think both their values will appreciate from where they are right now. Yeah, I kind of think so too. Because I can't. I mean, I'm probably not going to start taking that much. Um And is I don't that know that great? E H is that much higher than like Kareem Hunt. Right. Because Kareem and Hunt is equally getting To Darnold or whoever. Who knows? You know. But. but it adds super needed depth, I think. Which is yes. key to getting into the championship runs and whatever. So. But you still think I'm worse or better? That change your mind? Um, no, I think I think you're worse, but also like at least on paper. But I think as far as, as a, like I mean going forward, I position for the future. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So we're gonna say B. Um, Klein, this trade gave up Hilaire and Higgins and got Mahomes in a second. I just I think it's a, a C. I think just because it doesn't make a ton of sense to me i don't i don't know why i mean i just don't value quarterbacks i guess at one i mean they're like running back running backs that posted an r b two in their first season that are still young with like second round draft capital are like a dime like they're very hard to find um so i mean that is a valuable asset Higgins is fine you got a second whatever but i think i think it's a c i just don't think it makes sense. For his team is um, the only reason, real reason, and a vacuum is probably like a B, I guess. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I think I think the value is fine. I just so, don't think it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So a B for me, a C for Klein. Yeah. Um Next trade is I'm literally gonna have to open group again because of all the different pieces involved. Um, Klein gave up. I'm gonna try to do it from memory. He gave up Derrick Henry. And 2022 yeah, first. Yeah, 2022 first. The 2.10. a 2.10. So 2.10. Okay. And yeah, 40 $2. waiver dollars. Okay. And then Bob gave up the 106, the 107, and two up. So what do you give Bob? I'll give Bob. Honestly, I'll give him an A-. Mm-hmm. Because it just the 1.06 and 1.07 are going to have aren't going to have the impact this year that Henry will have. Um, and I think I'm only not giving him an A out of spite. Like I think he did pretty well for himself. He even got a first. Back. I got a first out of it too. I was shocked when I like it all makes sense. Like the 106 and the 107 for Henry makes sense in my mind. But like everything yeah. extra, like what in the world? Like why is, why does Klein need two up and why why does Bob need forty dollars waiver cash? <laughs> like, yeah, I would be I would be very interested to see how those negotiations went. If it was at first like like who won, who asked first, and then two like what was the original offer, and then like who came back with the counter? Because there's no way like that was Klein's first offer. Like you got to think like. Alright, yeah. screw it, I'll throw in a first. Alright, screw it, I'll throw in a second. Alright, screw it, I'll yeah. throw in a quarterback. Like that doesn't to me that doesn't scream like Bob's first offer was like, Yeah, I want a first, second, Henry, and for Bob's so, to a... Yeah, yeah. It's like what what was that negotiation process? Uh, yeah. But I'll give him an A minus. I think I'm willing to give Bob higher I know I'm not really playing in this game, but I think I'm willing to give Bob a <laughs> better grade than that. I think he did like if I'm Bob and I'm trading the 106, the 107, and Tua, I don't think he could have done better than than what he got. Do you? No. Um, maybe I don't know. It just depends on how you value Henry. I mean, Chris. Is I forget the tweet now. that I saw, but it was like, what? No running back over 27 has ever had an RB one season. Henry's so, different though. But also the 106, the yeah. 107. I mean. No, he I agree. Um <laughs> yeah. okay, uh, what do you give Klein? He gave up Henry No Yeah, he gave up Henry, the two ten, a twenty twenty He bucks, he got the one oh six, one oh seven and two up Um if I'm pretending that the trade that this was the first trade he made and like the second one didn't happen. Okay.
1: But I think value-wise,
0: this is Not like wise. okay. Yeah, yeah. I think like value-wise, this is like maybe a, like a B minus probably. Like I, I, mm-hmm. maybe a B, maybe a B plus. I, I don't know. I could see it going a bunch of different ways. I haven't seen Henry traded too many times, um, so it could go either way. And as a whole, once again for his team, I think I go B minus. Maybe value-wise, I say B plus. Like two mid firsts and a one QB rookie draft is pretty good for Henry.
1: Especially I if you're looking
0: to retool, I think. And then I think, but then like the throwing, the the stuff in, it's it's kind of. I mean, like 1.12 <laughs> is kind of nominal, and then like 2.10 is kind of nominal, but like you can get some value there. I think that pushes it from what I would have said a B plus to maybe just a B. And then, given the context of his team, it's like a B minus. I was thinking the same thing. I was like borderline B plus A minus, and then he's giving a first, <laughs> and like yeah my first, so it's, like, not projected to be, like, a good first, but uh, you never know. I don't know. Like, maybe I have guys, a ton of guys get hurt, and that becomes, like, a mid-first, and then it has so much more value, or... Yeah, you know, so like okay. it, it would. Pay would pay it a least dollars, first became the like, 1.01. Yeah, and, like, I feel like Bob would have taken it without the first, you know? Like I, I think so. Because Bob, I don't think he wanted this, the, those two picks, and I don't think he could have done better than Henry, so... Yeah, I don't know. I agree with you saying a B minus. Um, yeah, I think I think that's kind of a win win though for both sides. I, I think without yeah. the first round, it's like much more of a win win for both sides. Like in, including the first and the second and the forty dollars, I think that tilts it towards Bob a little bit more, like you said. But overall, I think it's a productive productive trade for those guys. I agree. Okay. Well. A fascinating day in our league. After, after months of inactivity following the Super Bowl, we get two giant trades between three teams, some of the best players in the league, getting traded around. Um, hopefully we see more of that. Hopefully the floodgates have been opened. I know I've already received offers for the guys that I <laughs> traded for tonight, <laughs> which is fun, um, but hopefully now you've got – Uh, New guys on new teams, and so that'll lead to more negotiations. And who knows, maybe we'll get a few more big trades uh, this week or this month. I don't know. Football's coming pretty soon. It's already July, which means it's almost August, which means it's almost September, which means that it's almost football season. So true. All right. Well, I think that was a successful emergency podcast. Hopefully, we have to do another one of these soon. But um, I think that's all we got tonight. So, Signing off, the Deep Elm Jimmy Gods. Hopefully, this is on Spotify, and that's how you're listening. Um, <laughs> cheers! <laughs> Happy Fourth, everyone! Happy Fourth. Talk to you later. Yeah.